0: What do you get when you combine space monsters, giant turtles, alien invaders, and the Boy Scouts? Why, you get one of the premier entries into the Giant Terrapin series from Dai director Noriyaki Yuasa. This is Kaiju vs. History. Gamera vs. Virus.
1: Welcome back to Kaiju Versus History. This is your glowing-eyed host, Patrick, and joining me in submarine engineering. One hundred and one is the one and only Miles. How are you, Miles? Doing really well this week. I'm.
0: Do, I'm happy do. to be back in the loving arms of one of the premier franchises in in Kaiju cinema. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Do Do you have your thigh high wool socks and short shorts on (laughs) your your wide brimmed hat as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) i can put on a hat um this was interesting to me because i I don't know why i've seen plenty of movies that have like scout like things but i was kind of curious about it made me want to really kind of look into this and i probably should have about the boy scouts in japan
1: yeah so i i actually I think I did when I first saw this movie because I was like, Oh, well, why do they have different, you know, our, our two main characters in, in this film this week? We're doing Gamera versus Viros, which came out in 1968, March 20th, 1968 in Japan, just about a year after Gamera versus Gauss and a year before the next camera movie, which is another one of my, my favorites. Our, our two main characters are in the scouts, but they have different kit and caboodle so one has kind of like a more mil. the um jim jim crane has like a a military (laughs) maybe more inspired thing and likely because he is western he might be a son of a uh, american soldier or something Right, that that lives in Japan. Maybe that was well. And the idea it looked like there was it. some
0: sort of crossover because at the beginning of the movie, you see like the Japanese flag and the American flag, as if it was mm-hmm. like some sort of like big international meetup between scouts.
1: Yeah, and there's also female scouts that have a whole other color and <laughs> costume or uh, or uniform, I should say, in, in the film as well. So it, it did look like a jamboree. What you what you call yeah, a jamboree? And-
0: and, and before, before we move forward, I gotta say, I gotta give it up to Japanese cin- cinema because yet again, we have some fantastic kid protagonists.
1: Yes. And it's one of the things that a lot of the Showa era gets maligned for is some of the, the, the Timmies or, you know, <laughs> whoever they are in, in these movies. But, Yeah, they, I mean, Noriaka Yuasa put a lot on the two main stars that played Muasa and Jim in this film, and kind of a gamble whenever you use children actors, but the actors behind these kids were great.
0: I I definitely would say that in in certain decades, but it just seems that so far, I mean, even in movies that we haven't liked, you have a, a kid who is like delightful to watch on screen or... At least you know, one. when you have a wild thing like Voyage into Space, <laughs> and I mean that kid yeah. is great as well. Also, like little Damian Wayne getting shot, but has a whole plan about it. Like, <laughs> I, but but I really really liked these kids, and it w- was wild to find out that Carl Craig. Was basically there because, you know, as you kind of had pointed out for the fictional thing, his dad was in the military and they needed someone who could speak some Japanese and he had never acted before. And I don't think he's acted since.
1: No, no. But I I have read things online of him going to like G-Fests and things like that before. And you know he's he's a man in his seventies now. Yeah,
0: because I I think I I want to say James Rolfe had him on something for a cinema a master Monster Madness. I want to say maybe he talked to him. I I can't remember.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen interviews and things, and and uh, he he's very positive about the the time shooting. That sounded like they had a blast, and that and, well, honestly
0: if you had told me that this kid had never acted before, there's a couple scenes where it's like, okay, this this kid's clearly, like, not in his element, but, I mean, for the mm-hmm. most part, he was good. Both these kids were really
1: good. Yeah, and they, they have a lot of, well, all the kids in the series kind of have the same kind of motivations and stuff, but Masao and Jim do seem like they have di- very different personalities. You have the the tech gadget, <laughs> the guy who invented the Apple Watch, uh <laughs> in this film, he just, you know, got his father to to fabricate it for him.
0: Yeah, and then and, I mean,
1: Jim's kind of more of the like, oh, he's an American know, cowboy. He's got yeah. lasso. He's got the wide brim hat. does <laughs> oh, lasso no, he doesn't kills me. Hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I know, I
0: I agree. They both have unique personalities. They are not just insert kid here. And I mean, this this is certainly die fully I mean, we've talked about from the beginning that after the first movie, they kind of knew that that kids were their audience. And Mm -hmm. I think no, so far, no kaiju movie, I think gets that aspect right as well as this one does here at, at this point in time. I think that one you have likable kid protagonists that aren't just like, here's a kid like this is literally like, hey, What's a kid's fantasy for a monster movie? Let's do that. And we put these kids basically in the same stages as like some of the the cosmonauts in Invasion of Astro Monster, except you've got these two little rascals
1: <laughs> running <laughs> they, around. They are pernicious little punks <laughs> like, just r- <laughs> running around a, a spaceship causing hijinks.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the beginning is like we we, we were introduced to these kids. And I, I guess before we we. We get too far into it patrick i needed to tell us what's in a title because i want to talk about these these two yahoos because they are i think right now the forerunner for my two favorite kids in in kaiju right now mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. well let, let's talk about gamma versus virus or virus do not say virus is <laughs> definitely not that v-i-r-a-s i think we say it differently i actually don't know if i have like a set Pronunciation. I, I don't. Kind of, I walk in between it, the two. It, t- it depends on the day, and it
0: might even depend on the take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, I can't remember
0: what I said at the top of the show at this point.
1: I mean, um, the, the Japanese name is Bairasu, with like a, a, a B would, would be closer to how it's pronounced. But Gamera Tai Ucha Kaiju Bairasu. I'd prefer uh, that. So, Viros is, is kind of how I say it. it means Gamera versus Space Monster Viros. And Space Monster, he is. <laughs> he comes from out of space, and his people yeah. are body-snatching squid aliens, <laughs> which is pretty good. So w- w- there's a lot to work with with the the title there. The title that they went with, unfortunately, when I believe IAT brought this over... I'm sorry, let me double-check that. Yeah, it the was, American- a- it was an A-I-T. AIT brought it over the same year as Destroy All Monsters, so the uh, U.S. release of the title was Destroy All Planets. Wah, wah. Only takes place on Earth, so we don't want to destroy this planet. <laughs> I mean, maybe Destroy All Aliens would have made more sense, but...
0: I mean, the Brazilian title would have been make more sense, at least. What? What's that? Destroy the whole Earth? <laughs> uh, destroy the whole Earth! The yes. whole Earth.
1: That makes, that makes a little bit more sense. The invincible monster in Italy and variations of Gamera versus Viros or Byros as some of the other romanizations of the monster's name were not, not a lot of other different things for, for this film. But I, I feel like this is probably amongst all the, the Gamera Showa films, the most unique storyline. And it is not just about a new monster threat that comes about and Gamera has to deal with it. There's actually a I mean, we actually don't get to the rival kaiju and Viros until the last like 10 minutes of the movie.
0: Yeah, which was my only kind of slight gripe. But because of the story they were telling, I'm I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. th- th- this is i I would say like the. Archetypical Gamera film. If you if you want something that embodies what we culturally know about the franchise, this ticks all the box boxes. Yeah. I mean, you have they even say it in the movie, the friend to all children, who is oh, yeah. happy to race them in their little uh <laughs> ill gotten submarine and play with them in the water, and then any time those kids need something, and he's able to 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 help Gamera. Will sacrifice his own like safety or mm-hmm. pain to help out children, and I also like that this is a lived-in world that they know who gamera is. gamera oh, yeah. is a presence. We don't have to introduce any concepts. It's just yeah, gamera's here, and I mean it, 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 to them, it's like they saw Santa Claus, and I love that. <laughs> I love that so much.
1: Well, that, if, if your audience knows who Gamera is, then it's totally fine that your characters do. You know, mm-hmm. they, a, a giant turtle shows up. Nobody on planet Earth at this point in the movies fiction is going to be like, who's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that the same giant turtle we saw last time? Yes, there's only one giant turtle, lady. <laughs> one giant turtle named Gamera.
0: Yeah, I, this this absolutely kind of gives you... <sighs> Like true Gamera feelings. And yeah,
1: and, and that goes along with uh, director Noriaka Yuasa's feelings on this. He feels this is the one that he made specifically with kids in mind. And that is kind of the, even more than in Godzilla, of course, that is what Gamera is known for. Like you said, being the friend of all children, not only as the intended audience, but kind of the the, the focus of the film. Gamera is the finally like the main hero character of these movies. I've all had <laughs> Gamera's name on them, but the two main character, all the rest of the human characters, I would say 90% of the scenes are these two child actors, which is pr- pretty huge, you know, compared even to the last Gamera film, I would say the kid in that movie was maybe like 20% of yeah. the, the human scenes, you know, because he had, our returning fan favorite, oh, I have to go down to my notes to, <laughs> to look, we had Kojiro Honga in this movie as well as one of the Scoutmasters. But he's, just, not, he's not in the movie as It much. just sounds
0: like a bootleg of Shiro Honda.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Kojiro <laughs> Honga? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what, what, I, what I what I love about this movie is, yes, it was certainly geared towards kids, but what Yuasa did is something that very few directors in this genre do when they're making a movie geared towards children. This movie does not talk down to its audience. This this is this is a gamma movie that just has two kids as the protagonist. This is the best possible situation of a Saturday morning cartoon situation. Like, and I appreciate yes. <laughs> I appreciate that so much about this movie where I mean, yeah, there are two kids, but look. I've seen plenty of kids sci fi movies from the sixties, and mm-hmm. it's rough it's rough out there <laughs> oh yeah and <laughs> i'm i'm I was just kind of so surprised that this was just a fun adventure, a fun Kaiju movie that had two kids protagonists that weren't being talked down to because i mean these kids are i mean they're the protagonists, but they're also like they're 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 chaotic good i mean the, the, <laughs> the, the, these kids break into <laughs> into the the research facility and like rewire the submarine before they even test it
1: oh oh they're full-on dennis the menace at the very beginning yeah. of i wouldn't the say film. The
0: Dennis the menace is like a lot of times accidental these kids are like heathcliff
1: well i i was wondering when they were going to rewire the alien spaceship in this film and and it caused it to, <laughs> and to they did not A-wire. disappoint but yeah, the, the well, we don't get to see them going like forward and backwards. But uh, you mentioned this, but being but a-
0: because they don't do that, I think mm-hmm. that's what separates it from being like, oh, this is a movie for kids. <laughs> yeah, where no- like, is, if you if they had that little thing where they do the little, like, bruh, 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 they have the dumb special effects, so they would do it. I I like the fact that they did they didn't they use the same concept, but they didn't repeat the joke. And well, it starts I, I think off. That, that's why this movie succeeds.
1: It starts off with like a lot of the. Gamera Films is very kid-friendly, very fun. The music is screwball. It's comedic at the very yeah. beginning. And then it tr- goes I, I a little, little
0: too screwball for me, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it goes, it dips into insane Alien body horror pretty quickly in the film. I'm watching the scene as we're recording this of where Jim oh, where, where he just like decapitates all of them. Oh yeah, well that that's at the end the five decapitations that they they watch they watch they don't close their eyes. The two children witness it, but Jim lassos one of the aliens' arms. Or his hand and his entire arm pops off and like goes to almost oh, yeah. choke him, <laughs> but yeah, the the aliens in this movie are great. They have a a great creepy glowing eye effect that is used. I mean, it's such a yes. small budget kind of like horror idea, but it is done to great effect for children's film. I, so well that they, they bring it back in the next movie, I believe.
0: I, I was really impressed because I wasn't super impressed by the aliens themselves at first because they mm-hmm. look like they should be on scrubs and not Gamera.
1: They are just wearing very light they, clothing. They and look like
0: they work in a hospital.
1: Like medical caps. Yeah, not, nothing crazy. What will we But find the blinking out? eye effect mm-hmm. where like you, you, you can see they maybe had
0: some makeup or something around it to make it almost look maybe like reptilian. Uh, to a degree, I, I thought that that effect was really good. And it's, again, it adds a level of, of threat to this movie that I don't expect from a movie like this. That is uh, like geared towards kids. I expect them to play softball. And while they do, because I mean, these aliens, honestly, they wanted to lose. They they ha- they absolutely <laughs> wanted to lose because...
1: They just let these kids run rampant on the yeah,
0: ship. Yeah, I, I even texted you this because I just love that these aliens tell Heckle and Jekyll here, Oh, you kids can have free range of our spaceship so long as you're good. <laughs> like, they deserved to lose.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they holding the children hostage to try and keep Gamera from cracking them open like a... An egg and and breathing fire into <laughs> the ship, which works for a while, but the kids eventually make their way out. But yeah, th- w- this is an alien invasion film, which makes me think this is closer to the Gamora's series version of Geter, the three headed monster. I feel like reusing some of those ideas with the the alien invasion works very well. But what that movie did not have, and w- we do get it in. Invasion of Astro Monsters, we have a great alien spaceship both interior and miniature exterior to to add and kind of show Gamma fighting in, in a lot of scenes. This has one of the best intros I would say of, of any Gamma movie and that's not just because it has a great Gamma versus alien spaceship fight where, like I said, he breathes fire into the ship and pulls Pulls it apart and right some, some pretty cool effects with that, but it as soon as he destroys the alien ship, we get a smash cut to the title card in in the Japanese version and the first instance of the Gamma theme song. Miles, yeah, I mean, I've talked about before. I love Gamma theme, or I love kaiju movies with theme songs like this and I love the Gamera theme. It was featured in this and I think three more of the Gamera films and it was lampooned on Mystery Science Theater 3000 classically with alternative lyrics but yeah Gamera Gamera there's a part of the song that I'm always confused about because the translation doesn't make a lot of sense but I think it's like days of the week (laughs) and uh yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's just a bop it's a very fun bop it is definitely a you know it's sung by kids by kids for kids kind of thing but i'm as as i'm editing this episode i'm trying not to put the entire song and i'm sure <laughs> and like i said we're gonna get some some more of it but become it becomes his anthem you know whereas godzilla has the the march sound and Godzilla's got a ton of songs but none of them are as fun as the camera march uh, I don't you
0: know uh, the, the frigate theme I think
1: that
0: that is uh, one of my favorite
1: Godzilla yeah that, that's a great um, one That that's usually when like the ma- military are like yeah rallying against Godzilla there, there's a couple of of great uh, Akira Ifokube tracks that he he reused in a ton of those other films. Speaking of the production process, I think we've been talking about through the Gamera series, how after the huge bump up in budget that... Gamera vs. Baragon got, where N- Noriaka Yuasa was relegated to only special effects. He didn't direct that film. The, the budgets have been cut multiple times since then. Gamera vs. Gauss had the budget cut from 80 million to 60 million yen from the previous film, so like a 25% cut. But this movie, even even larger cut <laughs> from the last film, this was slashed down to 24 million yen so about a 60% reduction so in today's money that's like half a million dollars budget i was trying to get the 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 money adjusted for inflation and things like that and for a special effects movie that is super low budget i think those kind of film or a similar quality film from godzilla like all monsters attack or something similar that's like more kid based and reuses footage and things like that Is still like double (laughs) this movie's budget, which uh, we'll get into when we see that film. But I think it is used to great effect. They reuse footage in multiple ways in this movie, Mm -hmm. in both flashbacks and, which is not my favorite, the other form where they just reuse it, recontextualize it. Like we get a, a, a new version of Gamera attacking the dam from versus Baragon. And mm-hmm. that is just kind of like integrated into this film. The American version adds like 10 more minutes of flashback Gamera footage when the aliens are like trying to find a way to to beat Gamera. So I like the Japanese a little bit more for that. I, I, as cool as the two boss fights from versus Baragon and versus Gauss were, I don't think you need to have the entirety of those fights in this film. Did, did you watch? Not the, only that,
0: but but uh, I w- I watched the the version that they have on I think Amazon, which I think is the was, it, was say, it dubbed or sub? No, no, mine was subtitled. So I I want to say it's the the Japanese based yeah. off the Arrow version because I'm using the Arrow cover. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, I if I'm just watching this movie, if this if this is my first Gamera film. Mm-hmm. This would not have bothered me because I've been sequentially watching all these movies. It it did irk me a little bit for this yeah. using the stock footage, and I know that that it's we're gonna get a lot more of that in the future in in more than one franchise. But I, it, it's I, a I'm kind of torn because like on its own, like like kind of sequestered from the rest of the kaiju canon, on its own, it does what it's supposed to do. And if you had never seen a, a gamma film before, even though the, the one scene is like in black and white, where you're like, "What is going
1: on?" <laughs> well, yeah, they, um, they show gamma emerging from the ice. Which I mean, if it's like at night, you can be like, "Oh, well, I guess that's kind of you know, right, the, right, the, right." The snow is white, and he's kind of black, so there's there's not a lot to color there. <laughs> but it, it, um, it's
0: one of my big real criticisms of the film is 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 that is the the stock footage. Yeah, I, I did like how full it was utilized.
1: Minutes, ten minutes of the AIT translation. So imagine if it's much longer than probably what you had had to watch. That that's just not
0: <laughs> that's just not OK. But that said, on its own, it's not bad. Like it's it's pretty well utilized. I got to say, because I mean, even within the context of the film, they're like, OK, we're going to look into Gamera's past so we can study him. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we've got a reason for watching these battles. And it yeah. gives you
1: more monster battles in a movie where gamera's not fighting much
0: until the last ten minutes of the movie.
1: I was about I to think- say that that's probably one of the reasons they they asked for that or they did that for the American cut of the film. They're like not a lot happens action wise until the, the very end of the movie. So I, I can understand them adding more in. I, I think it's way, it's still way too long. <laughs> you know, I, I,
0: I, I agree. But I mean, it's it's weird because like if this was your first
1: camera movie, you would not complain. Well, that's the thing. These are made for children. And this is very likely the first Gamera movie that a lot of them, when the movie came out in 1968, had seen. So getting more monster action like that and, and seeing him heroically fight off bad monsters also helps kind of develop the, the character. Like I said, I think it's only like three minutes in the Japanese version. So a much different feel than yeah. American. We we talked about Kajiro Hanga coming back in this movie as as the this i don't remember his character's name <laughs> in this one but oh Scoutmaster Shimida. but besides him our our main characters are masao and jim their parents kind of show up and we have some some great actors who probably couldn't see while they're performing with the the creepy alien eyes <laughs> but outside of that this is going to be Kajir last Gamera movie until he has a little guest spot. I think as an army captain in 1995's Guardian of the Universe, Gamera, Guardian of the Universe. This is also the last appearance of Taro Aragaki as Gamera it, it, inside the suit. it been with it since the first Gamera film. Also worked on a lot of great Ultraman, other Subaraya kind of productions. I think a lot of the suit actors cuz other people have done Gamera before kind of disappear into the suit it's a little mm-hmm. bulkier a little heavier than than what Haru Nakajima is able to do in the Godzilla suits at the same time so I don't think they've made the improvements
0: to the Gamera suit that they have the Godzilla no. suit. That's and, the thing. You got a bigger budget. Really, you can make new suits all the time. And <laughs> it really shows in this film. And I know they, they had knocked this budget, but this film, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it in just a second, but this film did very well in Japan. So, yeah. you know, stands to reason. Hey, let's put a little bit more money into the turtle suit.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well Dai was was facing they financial yeah. problems the fact that Noriaka Yuasa was able to make comparatively these like micro budget special effects movies are one of the reasons why they were able to continue to make them there, there are, one are of the moments reasons... where the budget I think is
0: like, there, there are moments where like hey they're working with this budget very well and then there's some moments where like I appreciate the effort, guys, but man, (laughs) if you would just spent like $15 more on that virus or virus outfit and made it just a little bit more interesting because it's a it's it's a cool idea that I don't think has been fully executed.
1: Yeah, I'm so confused because they're. Is someone in the suit in some? Yeah, it's, it's very
0: obvious because it just looks like someone's like wearing a squid outfit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just kind of stand there. It looks like it's a good yeah. word, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of mobility in the arms because he's got these long, heavy arms. And it seems like they're trying to hide the fact that he's got two tentacles that are like legs. So mm-hmm. we don't see a lot of the contact sport. Of you know kaiju wrestling, we get in well many of the other gamma movies, but also a lot of the Godzilla movies. This is more often than not, it seems like in that final battle, wire work with with a of a Viros puppet, and that you know you lose a little bit of the the character in that. I will say, as a character, I love Viros. Not my favorite of Gammas. Show up enemies, but the fact that it is like an intelligent monster, like a super intelligent mm-hmm. alien that has like a weird fusion power <laughs> with the the way he turns into a kaiju is like you mentioned earlier, lopping off all the human heads of his host crewmates and absorbing them. It's
0: it's well done. I mean, it's yeah. it's a really cool gimmick, and i I enjoyed that because it it kind of shows like. I mean, it's even implied by the the weird bee butt ship that they have. Like, this is some sort of collective in, yeah. in some capacity.
1: Yeah, there's it's five bee butts, as you called it, black and yellow striped things on a. Re- it's an interesting alien ship design, and it's fun <laughs> to Frankly, watch. It's stupid, <laughs> <laughs> what's it's different? And like, you know, you don't see anything else like that. It, it's destructible in parts. Like in the beginning, one bulb detaches and and gets away I think or it, it warns at least the the other ship that it's getting wrecked by Gamera I, I enjoy that I, I enjoy that we have something outside of just a kaiju a dumb monster kaiju to to fight Gamera it does seem like it is a more lethal and a more frightening opponent because of that and they fight in the air they fight underwater they fight on land they're their 10-minute battle is utilized well, and in both the American and the Japanese versions, they have great voice actors, I feel like, that play Vairasi. He's got that evil, mm-hmm. monster alien voice. <laughs> right, did, did you have a, a favorite scene in the movie? Uh, it's hard uh, not to pick the final confrontation, you know, the final fight, but...
0: there, There are several, I mean
1: honestly the entirety of the kids in the spaceship is <laughs>
0: truly
1: wonderful yeah they they show up there like half an hour into the film they get abducted somewhere in there after the very long montage yeah, I, and they're I, I, there I like, for like another half hour
0: <laughs> i like them discovering i also like them thinking that that the creature was oh possibly a prisoner and not the person in control. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because he got the human
1: uh, uh what, one, thing, first. one
0: thing did kind of strike me as hilarious, uh, is these these guys need to to binge watch and not skip because when they're watching the fight between Gamera and I think Baragon uh mm-hmm. they completely missed the uh the
1: rainbow lasers being his weakness <laughs> well and they f- he f- they froze they show him freezing Gamera and they're like oh his weakness is children he loves children it's like oh, yeah weaknesses, the cold the yeah team. I'm like did you like- pay attention
0: to any of the footage that you just watched I also loved the whole weird situation of like If the planet doesn't surrender, we're going to kill these two children, as if the entirety of humanity would be like, okay, well, we can't kill two
1: kids. Not Jim and Moasa. No, take everyone else. I I mean,
0: those kids would be like, I don't know, shoot them on an airlock if you want. I mean, because there's no way that would happen. I mean, obviously, there would be steps taken to try to to rescue the kids, but like, there's no way that humanity would surrender.
1: They're they're Um, trying to get Gamera to to lay off them by, like, keeping these kids, I would call it a, a light hostage situation because, once again, they're at first able to freely move around.
0: The well, again, it's pit. not even a sort of light hostage situation. These, these creatures are stupid. They're, 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 their, their ship is stupid. Their well, leader is stupid. <laughs> their plan is stupid. And the idea of, like, oh, yeah, you can have... They've looked at these kids. They know their names. Like, mm-hmm. have you not seen these
1: kids rewire stuff for fun, well, I don't and think they you were watching. Think they're gonna do that to your ship. I don't think they were watching the the movie itself that we were
0: watching. Well, no, they they they, they were watching those kids even from when they were in the submarine. So they 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 kind of knew what they were up to. Yeah, they they, and,
1: they they the the first scene where we get to see Gamora underwater and they they find them and stuff. That, that's some interesting fun stuff. But I, the the one thing that doesn't make sense is they say they they. Wait, do they explain that they rewired the no, they 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 prank the the owner of the submarine and watch him as he struggles to just reverse <laughs> up and down. And it takes right. these
0: people like 15 minutes to realize that the that the controls are reversed, yeah, like the,
1: the controls are reversed. And then they're like, sorry, everyone,
0: it should, it should take you 20 seconds max to or, come to that realization
1: they're like, we can't. We, everyone was going to get a ride. In the submarine, but it's just it's operable now. And then Masao's was like, "I bet we can do it." And they're like, <laughs> "Okay, here you go. You two go in the submarine by yourselves. We'll, we'll see you later." <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. I love it. Also,
0: talking about the scene in which uh, humanity is surrendering. There's a point where the kids, I think, are talking to their parents and you get the one scene of Jim's parents. You just have this weird overdub of Jim, Jim. Oh, Jim.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like no inflection. It's just the weirdest overdub I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. And we also don't get a, <laughs> a ton of that actress in, in the movie. <laughs> well, let's see if I can find her on the the list well no
0: here. i'm talking about the, like the 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 lady with like the marge simpson hairdo that's supposed to be jim's
1: mom who's yeah. only in that one scene yeah it's towards the end right
0: yeah who looks like she
1: yeah mary she Morris morris's miss crane grandmother, grandmother. <laughs> i i
0: in in a perfect world like jim grew up to be the father of one johnny knoxville um <laughs> because th- this this is i mean Again, like two of my favorite kids in kaiju. I, w- I wish these kids were in like every kaiju movie just causing chaos.
1: And I Technic- think like, technically they're in the next camera film versus Gairon a- in a flashback. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so I hope you're excited <laughs> to see them once more. Good. Later. I can't wait for more stock footage. <laughs> oh, oh, don't you worry. There's oh, this camera series. T- trust me. Told. I know. I'm, that- I am well aware. It. it I mean, there is, it was definitely padding in the American version of Destroy All Planets, but I, I like that. I, well, I like how it was done in Gamma versus Gauss, where it was like over the opening credits. And that's something that even uh, what King or uh, Godzilla versus King Kong that came out last year did which was kind of like showing, Oh, here's all the monsters <laughs> that Godzilla fought in. King of the Monsters and here's other things that King Kong has fought. Now they're the apex predators, <laughs> they gotta fight each other. I like having kind of recap stuff like that in these films. Doing it in over the credits is would probably be the best place, but putting it in the movie and having like characters like let's watch the, the tapes and see if we can get some tactics <laughs> for beating this gamma monster. It's not bad. It's not terrible. No.
0: It's not. I like I said, I I, I just <laughs> Such a good time. So, like, I, I guess my, yeah, Well, like, we just mentioned, like, you know, oh, what was your favorite scene? I mean, the fight is pretty, pretty good. There's there's some brutal stabbing of Gamera,
1: which, this, I mean, this doesn't. I didn't expect. Yeah, we we had limbs being chopped or uh, sliced off in versus Gauss. Like, Gamera gets impaled. Not once, like, he gets stabbed, shivved with Virus's head blade, which kind of looks like a kunai. Multiple times. <laughs> like, I was like, how is Camera gonna live through this? It's just a magical turtle, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, he gets impaled and virus gets stuck in his guts, which is how he fifty years before Iron Man One came out, he has the same plot where he flies virus up in the air and ices ices up his enemy, which he just kinda falls back down to the ocean dead, I guess, <laughs> after freezing to death. But uh, apparently, that was virus's weakness as well it was it was cold what what do you think about this movie miles what what what's your your rating for personal enjoyment? that's pretty high for me
0: uh for personal enjoyment, I'm not gonna lie nine <laughs> yeah
1: I'm a huge fan of this movie i I think I'm gonna go up there to a nine as well. I had it originally as an eight out of ten just because I Do you personally enjoy the next one more? The next one's even cheesier than this, but yeah, it's probably my second favorite of the Showa Gamera, easily.
0: It's 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 such a delightful movie, and like I said, like uh, I think you made a note note about this. Like you can kind of start with this movie if if as your as your first Gamera movie. Like you can watch the first one for academic purposes. But, like, in terms of, like, the character coming into its own, the franchise becoming what the franchise will be from here on out, this is the first Gamera film to
1: mm-hmm. make
0: in a lot it, of ways. This,
1: that, yeah, I, I said this in my notes. I don't know if I said it out loud, but this is the first one that feels like this is his movie. You know, <laughs> he's just not showing up to to help fight some bad guys. He's the main character. This is where we get the theme song <laughs> from and where he steps into the the light of Showa. So nine out of 10 there. For the technical, definitely dinging this because of that yeah. micro budget, the limited mm-hmm. budget. Despite Yuasa doing great things with it, there's there's stuff that it's just it's not able to measure up to what's being done in the Godzilla movies at the time. Even though their budgets were getting slashed a similar amount, they still had more money. <laughs> but yeah, what, what he had access to, Noriaka Yuasa made an amazing film. I don't say I don't think it's great. I think it's very good what he's done with it. Mm -hmm. So approaching greatness, I gave it a a seven out of ten because he's still able to to make some novel things. You know, it's not just the same stuff we've seen in the fights. We got some interesting things with (laughs) virus and it was worth the wait. uh, I think. To, to see that, that final kaiju fight. I'm rewatching it as we're watching this, Miles. And it's, it's so bloody. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> and the children have to watch it all. What, what about you? Technical style. Uh,
0: on the same page. I gave it a seven. I had to ding it. Look, I think it is so admirable what they were able to pull off with this micro budget. And the micro budget isn't always the problem, but sometimes recognizing what you have. Is just as important as, mm-hmm. you know, just not having it because there are moments where I'm like, yeah, I wish you would have dialed this, this scene back a little bit. I appreciate the ambition. I really do. And, you know, the suit really needs some work. You really <laughs> need to put some money into the gamma suit because it is fading fast.
1: I, th- I think they changed the head. Out a little bit for this film. It's hard to tell because it does use stock footage so often. But I think they made his eyes a little kinder, if if memory serves. They definitely
0: worked on the eyes. I I just and I'm also ding it for the that stock footage. Like <laughs> I I like how it was it implemented, but mm-hmm. I I gotta say I, it it did kind of take me out of the movie a little bit, and it's a bummer because I. There's so much about this movie that I really, really enjoy. And there's so much about this movie that is legitimately great. But I, I gotta be, I gotta be fair. I gotta be realistic. And so, yeah, I I gotta ding it for those things. And, and, and and that's okay. I mean, seven's certainly not a bad score. I was tempted to give it an eight just for, you know, uh, prosperity.
1: But I, I think I, I technically, the technical score i might have given versus Barragon a little higher even though i think some of the story elements of that movie were a little lacking. but this one had the very fun story but yeah not not all the money for the the special effects in the world what what about its evocative score where's this sit so, for you what as a, a piece of kaiju art
0: so this one is tough for me mm-hmm. because I don't know that a lot of people really know this title, but everything that I think people know about Gamera stems from this title. So I'm a little torn. I I think I'm going to settle on eight here mm-hmm. because I think this, this does establish what the franchise becomes and what it, it still is. And it really cements everything that is a Gamera film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that influence cannot be understated. However, because of Gamera's reach or lack thereof, I don't think people are citing this movie like they do Invasion of Astro Monster or even King Kong versus Godzilla, even though I, to me, uh, to me, a little bit of a weaker title. Like these, these are movies that people would know by their title and Gamera versus Virus or Virus. If you're into kaiju films, mm-hmm. then yes, this is, this is a biggie, but I don't think it permeates the mainstream as much outside of the, the archetypes that it lays down. And so while I give it all the credit for establishing those things, I I save nine and 10 for things that are like completely permeated into the, the collective mainstream consciousness. And I don't think this quite gets there. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I, I, I disagree. I gave this one a 10 out of 10 because I feel like this even probably more so than versus uh, Guyron, which is which is my favorite. The next camera film is the the heart of the Showa films. It's where the, some of the most memorable stuff certainly happens. The the theme song, aliens invading, which will happen a couple of times in in the rest of the series, and where we get our focus on the child. Main characters, plucky children, main characters, which is going to happen a couple more times as well. Like I said, not not my favorite.
0: I gotta save my ten because I really don't think it's. I I think all of this film does the high state films get the credit for?
1: Well, yeah, I'm I'm mostly comparing these to the the showa films as well. Right. I I will say I feel like after rewatching Attack on Attack of Legion and Gamera, what was it? Rise of Iris. Revenge of Virus, I Revenge of Those, the Heisei Gamera 2 and 3, I get a lot of influence from this movie, even though virus doesn't come back. There's elements in the costume designs of those monsters, like tentacles, a virus, and it's they, they have a very similar land to air kind of fight in, in that movie as well. It seems like there are some permeations of this kind of monster throughout. So yeah, I, rate read this pretty high. I feel like at the time this was one of the more watched and, and beloved of the, the gamma movies. And like I said, Noriaka said, this is the one he's most proud of. Proud of. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean,
0: I, I may not agree with the score. I don't disagree with your reasoning for it because mm. I, 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 cause I, I agree. I just I don't think the title itself permeates as much as say 54's Godzilla. You mm-hmm. know, movies that we've get or Mothra, movies that we've given tens to. Uh I this know. this one this one doesn't quite like like it does so much right. And it is such a great title, but I don't think the the actual title's name gets gets brought up uh, as much and I, mm-hmm. I think that's what i'm really docking it for well um, that's
1: because in america we had destroy all planets which right it um, i think it might have even entered into the public domain under well, that, and, that I, I, title
0: I, despite the and it's the a knockoff of, title you know <laughs> yeah well and despite the love that the high state films get a uh, gamma has just never permeated as much into american pop culture as godzilla has I would love for that to change. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, apparently they're making a Godzilla versus Kong, too. So I guess Legendary was able to squeeze out some sort of you got right a Monster from, TV from...
1: show. Got that movie coming out. It's it's a they, good time still for. Yeah,
0: they, they must have. Uh, they must have squeezed out some little sneaky deal because of the pandemic to get another another film with Godzilla, because I was hoping once Toho was unable or once Legendary was unable to do that. That, okay, well, what's another monster we can do something with? And we would get some camera films. <laughs> That'd be great.
1: I wish. But Miles, Miles, I hope you're happy with your eight, your solid eight and my yeah. 8.6 for this rating. It's dropping it from potentially being a, a nine for the podcast total to an eight, an eight hmm. podcast total.
0: Man, yeah. I I don't like that. You know what, <laughs> oh. I'm going to I'm going to change. I'm going to I'm going to this is a little too too much inside baseball, but I'm going to change my cultural to a nine because this film deserves to be nine out of 10. I, 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 mm. I will I will bump it up to a
1: nine, which should what make it an actual nine out of 10 that I'm unfortunately I, I think it's still going to be an eight <laughs> with with that. Uh, is it this. really? <laughs> yeah, well, we it, it's a right under eight point five if we add our scores together and we we drop them down to the lowest whole number. I think it's probably where it should be. The other nines that we've we've had, maybe it doesn't stack up to them here in the Showa era, I should say. Yeah, versus that, that's Godzilla. Fair. I, just, I am very enthusiastic about this movie. I am too. It is, the, like I said, it was not my favorite camera movie, and eight out of ten is still oh, it's a great score.
0: It is. I, I mean I 8 out of 10 is in uh, from 8 to, to 10 is must must watch territory to me if for for based on, on how we do these mm-hmm. I would say if a movie's rated 8 out of 10 you should be you should be watching it
1: yep and we, we also gave an 8 out of 10 to versus Gauss in the original Gamera movie but I, I think I think I this one edges it out uh, over those two as much as I love the original Gamera this one is just so much fun right that is going to do it for, for this week's episode very happy that we are in a groove for the next couple of weeks and we'll talk about that in a second but I uh, we'll just want to thank you for, for watching Kaiju Films with me Miles thank our, our listeners out there who can talk to us on Twitter Kaiju Versus History find us on our discord server or email us at Kaiju vs History at gmail dot com and check out our letterbox for our Maybe more in-depth reviews, see what we are going to be watching in the future and what we've given. Uh, we've got all of our scores for everything we've watched so far on there as well. It's a five stars system, so this movie, uh, 8 out of 10 on our scale, would be a four-star film. What's what's yes. happening and next time, Miles?
0: So uh, next time, we're going to return to the world of Godzilla, but travel into the far future. For the end of the Big G's series, next time. Tune in for History versus Destroy All Monsters.